0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your Guide to Love podcast. This is Haley Helveston. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Crystal Curtin here. She is a fertility health coach. Welcome. Hi, Haley. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you, y'all. I know I say this every episode, (laughs) but this topic is amazing. I'm really passionate about it because when you're empowered in your fertility and in your health, it's a game changer. So tell everybody what you're doing. Um,
1: well, I'm a fertility health, health coach, which basically means that I help women to optimize their hormones and their fertility naturally and holistically.
0: And then why do we even need to do that? I'll ask that. Mm. <laughs> why do
1: we need to do that? Well, actually, I see myself as um, filling a gap um you know between women and their conventional medical care um so a lot of times and and mostly this is why women come to me in the first place is because they they might be facing what i like to call subfertility not infertility because a lot of women who are diagnosed as being infertile can actually conceive So, I like to, I much prefer to use this term subfertility. All women come to me with hormonal issues um, as they're transitioning into menopause or transitioning out from the postpartum period. So, usually, um, hormonal issues are the main reason why women come to me. And it's mostly because they've gone into their conventional care provider and are. Grossly unsatisfied with the solution that has been presented to them, right? So the typical pill for every ill. <laughs> um, not a lot. A lot of women are waking up and realizing that hey, um, is 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 this all you've got for me? <laughs> I mean, it it really doesn't matter unless you're trying to conceive. You go into to the conventional care provider and. That's all they have for you. And literally, it is actually all they have. They have drugs and they have surgery. That is the extent of their toolkit. And so a lot of women are waking up and saying, well, okay, um, before I get there, I would like to try to mend my body, to heal my body naturally, because I believe it's possible. Um, and usually that's when they find me <laughs> or sometimes they find me after having been to lots of care providers and being like, you know, taking the offer that was presented to them and being dissatisfied with it. So, yeah. So that's what I do.
0: <laughs> yes. I love that. Well, yeah. Cause I think that, um, I remember being on antidepressants and I was dealing with side effects and the woman, I remember telling her and she said, Oh, don't worry, we can just put you on another pill to counteract the side effects of that pill. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so I oh love how God. people are going to you. And I love how this whole, um, like we're in this wave of people empowering themselves to be like, wait a minute, what are the other options?
1: Yep. Yep, because there are <laughs> there are other options. <laughs> I know at the time, most women are presented with these options and they're led to believe that this is the only option, but it's the only option that they have for you. That doesn't mean that it is your only option, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. And then go into, because your post the other day on the birth control pill was like fire. So go into... Because so many women, and I thought this too, when I first got on the birth control pill, I was like, wow, this is very liberating. At the time I was in high school, but then, you know, going into college, I thought, wow, this is great. But then I had to deal with the realization that I was dealing with all these side effects. So go into that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I can give a little bit of my pill story. Um, Like I was put on the pill at 14, 14 years of age. You know, I had really bad period pain and acne. And, you know, my mom doing the best that she could took me in to see the the OBGYN and, you know, we left with a prescription for the pill. Um, We were told that it's going to clear up your acne, you're not going to have period pain anymore. I mean, like, hello, 14 years old hearing that, like, I don't want to hear anything else. Just give it to me. Sign me up, you know. Um, So I was put on the pill at 14 and then, yeah, it did clear up my acne. My period pain did go away. And I remained on it for a decade until I was ready to conceive. In that time, I I wasn't even aware that there were other options for me, right? I never even thought that um, the fact that I had zero libido whilst I was on it was a red flag because I had been on it for so long. I just thought, well, I'm not a very sexual person, you know? Um, but literally zero libido, like, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how it works because, you know, (laughs) it stops you from ovulating. So you can't get pregnant, but you also have no desire for sex. So yeah, (laughs) it's pretty easy not to get pregnant if you have no desire. So I actually had a lot of um, the side effects and the symptoms of the pill, but never, there was, there was no one to connect it all for me. To say like, hey, this could be, you know, um, having to do with the pill. I just thought it was my natural way of being because it was the only way I had, you know, the only thing I ever knew, right? Um, but and it was wasn't until I had my, yeah. So when I did give birth to my first daughter, I was like, I am not going back on this thing. I just didn't want to go back on it. Mm-hmm. And then I started searching for um, alternatives, and that's when I realized exactly. Um, what I was putting into my body, the dark side, the dark history of the pill—you know how they have literally um, been experimenting. You know, we say in the fertility awareness world that the pill is one of the the most massive and extreme experiments <laughs> in women's health because it's just an it's an ongoing experiment on all of us, right? Um, and it started with the women in Puerto Rico that they um, did their clinical trials on um, without without having their consent, without them knowing, without um, even taking into account the the couple of women who died in the process and so on and so forth. So it has a, a really, really dark history. And um, it's unfortunate that most women, when handed out the prescription, aren't being made aware of the side effects, you know, because the doctors have decided that the benefit outweighs the risk, they've made that decision for you, and there you have it, you know?
0: Yes, I agree with you about that, and that does, because I I remember the day I got on it, and I think, man, you know what? Had I known what I know now, I would have never been on it. But that's okay, because then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, so, you know, it's all divine timing and purpose, right? Uh, I look
1: at it that way as well, Haley. Really. I yeah. do. It, it, it
0: was something I needed to go through to be here today. Yes. Well, I mean, we have to look at that crystal because either or not, it would be like, well, what was all that for? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So for the woman, nothing that, is a waste. Yes. No. No. I totally agree with you about that. So for the women that are listening, or even the men that are dating someone that's dealing with these issues um what would you say um what would i say um but first
1: of all it's listen it's it's your choice um it's it's always going to be your choice but i think that in order for you to make an informed choice an informed decision you have to know all the facts you have to know all the details And in fact, if most women would actually just pull out the leaflet, you know, the leaflet that comes in the box of the pill, and they would go through it, they would see some of the major side effects. It's listed there. But whoever reads the thing? Did you ever read yours? i never read mine. You know, so it's like, um, if you don't believe me, just open up the pill box, pull out the the insert and read what it says, you know. and if you do decide that you want to explore alternative options, then um, like, would you like me to get into some of the alternative? Yeah, options? yeah,
0: definitely. I've had people on the podcast before discuss about. Well, right. I think it's great to reaffirm this because this is a method, that not that many people use. Most of my friends are on. Well, I'm waking them up to it, but it's so important to yes. Okay. All right. So
1: then, let's look at the two major reasons why um, women get on the pill. One would be for symptom management. So for period pain, acne, irregular cycles, et cetera, et cetera. So usually we're told that the pill is going to regulate our hormones. Um, This is incorrect. (laughs) First off, this is incorrect. The pill does not regulate your hormones. It doesn't trick your body into thinking that you're already pregnant. It actually shuts down your natural hormonal process. And it's more like it tricks your body into thinking you're in menopause because you literally stop producing your own hormones, which is what happens when you're menopausal. Because when you're, when you're pregnant, you produce a tremendous amount of of. Of hormones. So it's not that it tricks your body into thinking you're pregnant. It's more like it tricks your body into um, a menopausal state, right? And, you know, this would account for the low libido and stuff like that. So um, it, it doesn't regulate your hormones. So forget that. Depending on what you're dealing with, there are lots of holistic ways that you can rectify, be it acne, period pain, irregular cycles, et cetera. And it all goes back to um, setting a strong foundation for health. So, back to the basics of nutrition, lifestyle, um, your toxic burden, you know, all of the things that, you know, Haley, you would know that I talk about a lot, you know. because I think as, as humans, we're always looking for something complicated because we think our case is like, I have women DMing me all the time, like, I'm not sure if you can help me because my case is super complicated. Um, <laughs> yeah, it might seem complicated to you because you don't know anyone else who might be dealing with something like that, but it's actually not that complicated. We're looking for complicated solutions to actually very simple problems. You know, all of these symptoms and all of these irregularities can be remedied through the right nutrition, the right lifestyle, limiting your toxic exposure. You know, there's so much you can do, but it's going to take work on your part, right? It's not going to be as easy as just popping a pill every day. It's going to take work on your part and it's just a decision that you have to make, right? So that's symptom management. The other thing is for pregnancy prevention. right? Um, In terms of pregnancy prevention, there is natural birth control. Yes, it exists. (laughs) And it has the very same efficacy rates as the pill, which is in the 90s, right? 98%, 99%. Again, it's going to take you learning the method and you implementing the method, right? In the same way that you would have to take a pill every day at the same time, if you skip a pill, the efficacy rate goes down, you may get pregnant if you skip a pill or two, right? So um, it's all about learning the method and it's called the fertility awareness method. It's not the rhythm method, it's not the calendar method that uh, most women might've heard about, like doctors love to joke about this. that I know a story about someone calendar, pregnant, right? <laughs> um, so it's not your outdated um, calendar or rhythm method. It's actually based on the biology of your own body. So even though, like I like to say, what's happening to us hormonally, we can't actually see what's happening, your body is giving you signs every single day, it's giving you feedback. And we call that feedback um, biomarkers. So I don't know, should I go deep into what the
0: biomarkers are, or I would say discuss yeah. that a little bit because I'm interested.
1: Yeah, all right. So um, basically, your biomarkers are your basal body temperature, your cervical mucus, and your cervix position. So all of these change throughout the month, and they're giving you information about whether you're fertile or not so if you learn how to interpret these signs then you can basically know day by day if you are fertile or not and then obviously if you're trying to avoid pregnancy when you're fertile you would manage that in the way you choose to manage it so you would either if you choose to have intercourse use a barrier method or abstain or have um, different types of, of sexual Intercourse, so not am I allowed to say, not penis and vagina? Sex. Oh, yeah, we say, I'm allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> So, you would find different alternative ways to be in intimate, right? Um, but you get to decide, right? Um, you know when you're fertile or not, and then you get to decide. That's, that's the whole thing. And in doing so, you're not wrecking your fertility, you're not shutting down your hormones, you're not dealing with these side effects of the pill um so yeah i'm a big big fan i discovered it after having my first daughter and you know i used it to prevent pregnancy until i was ready to conceive again and now i'm using it to prevent once more so
0: yes (laughs) what i like about that too is just like the liberation of taking back your power taking control not relying on anything externally yeah
1: yeah because you know besides the pill when i talk about the pill um, women always ask, "Oh, Crystal, but what about the IUD? What about the patch? What about, right?" Um, but basically, they all they all work the same way. They 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 replace your natural hormones with synthetic doses of hormones. It's whether it's coming from a pill or whether it's you know being released in the IUD or the stick they put in your arm, you know. And the thing is with the um, with the ones which are more invasive you have even less control, like, because I had women coming to me during the, the beginning of this whole um, pandemic, and they were wanting to have their IUDs removed. And it was considered a non-essential thing. So they, they, couldn't, they couldn't get it taken out, like their doctors wouldn't see them to have it removed. know or the insert the one that goes under your skin in your arm it's like you just can't yank it out yourself (laughs) you know it's like really invasive you have to go in and have them remove it and you know so um at least i can say with the pill you can just literally stop taking it um but with the other forms yeah it's like you have even less control over it it's just in you and it's just doing its thing
0: Mm, that's scary for those women do they ever get the do they ever get it out or
1: um yeah i think once you know once things died down a bit more she was able to go in and she was able to have it um, removed but they kept moving her date moving her the date of her appointment so it was really hard she was really frustrated um but yeah that's when you when you relinquish control it's You know, it's something to think about when you go in and have it inserted. You know, they don't say to you, you know, if you want to have this removed, keep in mind. No, they just, you know, put it in and send you
0: off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're right. You're right. And this is about empowering people. So what about in terms of the apps? Um, Because I had someone on the podcast and they were talking about how be careful with if you're off birth control and you are just using an app to track your birth, your period. I mean, you, your cycle and everything that could be non-accurate. So what are your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I agree with that because, so what tends to happen is a lot of women, like, you know, whether they find someone like, like me, who's pre all this, they just intuitively feel like, Oh my God, I need to get off this thing, you know, and they stop taking it, but they still need a method of contraception there are a lot of apps out there nowadays that claim to be like natural birth control. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically they are like when I, when I said at the beginning that the fertility awareness method, isn't the calendar or the rhythm method, that's what those apps are doing. So here's what they do. Um, 28 days is the average length of a menstrual cycle. So what they do is they pinpoint ovulation on cycle day 14. So this is another myth that I need to bust. Ovulation doesn't always occur on cycle day 14. It can, but it, it very often doesn't. In fact, for most women, it doesn't. It's just an average. So usually what the algorithm of the apps do is that they, like after you track for a couple cycles, they tend, it tends to learn The length of your cycle whether it be 28 or 30 days and then they just find a middle point and then they tell you that's where you ovulate okay so that's when you're fertile and it's a complete guess (laughs) right Mm -hmm. it's they're just taking the average halfway point of your cycle and saying that's when you ovulate But ovulation is affected by so many factors. It's affected by your stress, by your nutrition levels, but so many different factors. And it's, I I don't want to say never, but it's rarely the same day every month. So if you're relying on this app now that tells you you ovulate on, you know, whatever it takes as the average, and it has no information, it doesn't know about these biomarkers that I was telling you about before, It knows nothing about your cervical mucus, it knows nothing about your temperature or your the position of your cervix. How the heck would it know that? (laughs) Right? And you're relying on this, like, okay, so on this day I'm fertile, you know, I'm gonna abstain or whatever. And then on other days you just have unprotected sex, you can very easily fall pregnant if on one of those days you have ovulated or you have, or you are producing cervical mucus, or your cervix is open. So it's, <laughs> it's really not a reliable um, form of contraception at all. It's okay for tracking the length of your period, for knowing like when you go to your doctor and your doctor says, well, what's the average length of your period in days? Oh, usually three to four days I bleed. On average, my cycles are 30 days long. You know, it's okay for keeping track of those things, but for using it as birth control,
0: that's a big no-no. Mm. I'm glad hey. you said that. I mean, said that because I think that that's. Um, I was just pulling mine up. That's definitely something that um, a lot of people don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. because it
0: seems so sure, right?
1: <laughs> I have, and I've used most of the apps out there. And what I used to do is to turn off the the prediction. Um, ability of the app but that's the reason why most women are actually using these apps to predict you can't predict your fertility each month you can't Um, so using using past cycles to try to predict the future it just doesn't work when it comes to your fertility and yeah you might have gotten lucky if your cycles tend to be regular and you tend To ovulate on the same day, you might have gotten lucky because you know there might be someone listening and saying, But I use it and I haven't gotten pregnant, right? You really just got lucky. Um, but the one time when your cycle might be off because of stress or because of anything really, and I mean, look at the times we're living in, right? (laughs) Very unpredictable, um, then you may not be so lucky. And then, you know, when I say unlucky it's for me it's not the worst thing to get pregnant but you know if that's not what you want <laughs> yeah um, you can easily fall pregnant
0: definitely and so for what you do with that method in terms of you you just turn off the tracker right mm-hmm. You use an app and what you also track it on a pen and paper like that You can use pen and
1: paper, but what I, I do use an app. So, and there's a a special app called Read Your Body that I recommend for my clients, but it's really an app for people who chart their cycles because it's not like the average run-of-the-mill app. So it's an app because you need somewhere to collect the data, right, to um, track the biomarkers. And you can certainly do that on pen and paper, but with the technology that we have today, <laughs> um, we can definitely make use of an app. So in the app, we track our cervical fluid. We track our um, cervix position. We track basal body temperature. We track um, LH. So for the women who are trying to conceive, you can they probably know it as OPKs. So we track a lot of different biomarkers right in the app.
0: Mm, And that that. helps us to pinpoint
1: when we're fertile or not. On a day-by-day basis, we determine if we're fertile or not.
0: Okay. I'm going to download that because I think that that's really – I'm glad you brought that up. I haven't uh, had anybody mention that. So that's a great resource.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's it's kind of – it's new. I think they only just launched it – maybe like six months ago but it is an app created by fertility awareness educators for people who practice fertility awareness you know and it's it's just really streamlined it's a beautiful app for us to collect the biomarker data that we track every day so you track it on a daily basis
0: you just do it in the morning
1: um It depends. It's a bit more complicated. So with (laughs) with cervical mucus, you need to check it throughout the day. Um, um, As you like when you go to the bathroom, you check for it every time you go to the bathroom Um, with the temperature, you check it every morning. Um, If you choose to track cervix position, you can check that whenever. And with the OPKs, you would track that once you start to see cervical fluid. So, like, um, if someone is interested in practicing fertility awareness, there's two ways that you can go about it. Um, You can teach yourself the basics. Um, There is an amazing book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Weschler, right? We call it the Bible. Um, You can teach yourself using that book, right? Or... You can work with a a certified instructor as myself, and there are many educators out there who can teach you about the method. Um, Of course, the difference is that when you work with someone, you have that guidance, you have that one to one support, you have someone to answer your questions, you know, the book. You know, it's a book. So um, once you start charting, and you, you're like, "Well, my mucus doesn't look like that mucus," and you're like, "What do I do?" You know, so that is the beauty of having an instructor. You can you can go from zero to confident in a much shorter time. And if you want to use the method as contraception, you need to be confident. You need to be confident. Mm. Otherwise, you know, you can have accidents. But really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the fertility awareness method is is user, you know, it depends on you how well you know it and how well you can implement it, and that's scary for a lot of women, you know. But you, you can definitely learn it. I know if it's the first time you're hearing about it, it might sound complicated, but it's not. You can learn it. You can. I did it, and I teach women every day how to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and trusting your body. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, do they have and a certain? It's hard for
1: a lot of us to do, right?
0: Uh, but really. <laughs> so, does that, um, because I, I like how you said just make sure people listening or working with someone who's. So, are, they, are you certified in that method? Is that what you said? Right. Okay. Right.
1: So, the fertility awareness method is um, like I said, it's based on the biology and tracking these biomarkers, right? But within the method, there are different sub-methods. So I don't wanna confuse anyone, but it's, um, so the fertility awareness method has been around as long as the pill has been. So it was discovered in, in the 70s, right? In the 60s, 70s, around the same time that they discovered the innovation of the pill. Um, there were some scientists and doctors who realized that by tracking that a woman's cervical mucus changes as she approaches, as she gets closer to ovulation. So they they had this discovery and they were like, oh my God. So if, if she can track this, then she would know when she's ovulating. She would know when she's about to ovulate. So it has been around for ages, right? And so there have been doctrine scientists who have created um i don't want to call them types but it's like types so there's like um billings there's a method called the billings method and they in that method they only track as a biomarker your cervical fluid your cervical mucus then there's another foundation/organization called the justice where they track both the cervical mucus and your temperatures. So there are different you know, um, foundations that focus on different biomarkers, but it's all based on the biology of your body. And I was certified through the FEM foundation and we focus on, on hormones. So we track cervical mucus, we track um, your LH, which is with OPKs, and we also track your temperature. And that's why I love it because we, we track all three. Some methods also track your cervix, the position of your cervix, because I don't know, a lot of women don't realize that it moves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it becomes more open and more closed. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. so it's, it's an amazing thing to track as well. So yeah. So the fertility awareness method has different like sub methods, but they're all based on the knowing your body, basically. So.
0: Mm, yes, yes, I love that. Yeah, and that's great how it goes deeper. So that's cool. Okay, so yeah. what final takeaway would you want everybody listening to know in terms of what we discussed?
1: Hmm. Um, that you have options. <laughs> you have options. There are people out there who profit off of you not knowing that you have options. Um but you have options and it, it really doesn't matter what you're facing. If, if you were trying to avoid pregnancy or you're actually trying to facilitate, because on the flip side, we have women who are trying to conceive and are struggling, right? Because again, we have been led to believe that you can get pregnant any day. Like, I don't know if you thought this. I thought this when I was growing up, like, like literally you're fertile mm-hmm. every day. And we live our whole lives, like in our, in our youth, in our teens and in our 20s, trying to avoid this thing. And then the day comes when we want it, and then it doesn't happen. And we feel, you know, it's devastating because we thought like, you know, this should be easy. And for a large percentage of the population, it's not easy, you know? Um, but you, you do have options. Once again, um, if you go to a surgeon he will say that you need surgery. If you go to conventional medicine, they will give you drugs <laughs> and more surgery, right? So, and and so that's one option. <laughs> if you come to me, I'll be like, well, why why aren't you getting pregnant? Let's let's work backwards. Let's figure out why your body doesn't feel safe, why your body isn't doing what it was built to do. Let's let's work on that because by doing that, not only are you going to get pregnant, but you are going to grow a healthy child. And once you do conceive, you are going to have an amazing postpartum period because it, it starts with the foundations. If we don't lay a strong foundation for that house, what's going to happen? You know, it's, it's going to crumble. Maybe you'll get pregnant, but then what's, what's going to be the state of you and baby, you know, afterwards? So. Um, yeah, I just want women to know that you do have options um, if you know you have that gut feeling that you know there must there must be another way there is another way
0: there is <laughs> yes and I talk a lot about safety too in terms of you have to be safe to experience an orgasm right to be uh, surrender sexually um, so I love how you brought up the safety component yes that is so key yay, <laughs> yay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes thank you so much this is so great love everything you're about where can everybody find you um where can you find me i hang out on the gram a lot <laughs> so my
1: handle is at crystal with a k k r y s t a l dot curtain k-i-r-t-o-n because amazingly there is another crystal curtain out there so i had to put a dot in between my name i was like I thought I was the only one in this world with that name. <laughs> so I'm crystal.curtain, but I'm sure Haley, you'll put, you'll put the handle there in the show notes. And my website is the same, w.curtain.com. And I also have a food blog um, that is filled with delicious, healthy recipes for balancing your hormones. And that is um, dishingupbalance.com. I also have an Instagram for that food blog as well, dishingupbalance.
0: Okay, cool. that's me. (laughs) All right. I will definitely place your links below in the show notes. Thank you again for joining me. Y'all be sure to share, like, subscribe to the podcast and be sure to tune in for more episodes. Bye.